welcome to the Dojo Talk Podcast. Please remove them shoes before entry. Sam Master is here, and you still have not taken off your shoes. Welcome to another edition of the Dojo Talk Podcast. We are on episode 94. I am your host, Serial Sensei. Once again, joined with my co-host, Cool. What's going on, man? Uh, I'm just keep, I'm watching this clip of the guy from the Rockies game getting knocked over again and again <laughs> that you showed me. Yeah. Because it's so funny. <laughs> you guys haven't seen yeah before we started recording um this literally i just i didn't even see this in real time i just saw this on my timeline like two seconds ago so apparently at the colorado uh colorado ah, the colorado rockies game uh there was a fan who just randomly ran across the field and then he jumps over the barricade and tries to run up the steps but little does he know the uh, reincarnation of uh, bill goldberg or at least the spirit of bill goldberg was uh, living in this other guy who met him at the steps and proceeded to spear him <laughs> down as, <laughs> as he was jumping over a barricade. <laughs> like, he speared him down at least five, at least like four to five steps. I'm and surprised. His, I'm surprised that dude was still conscious because his head hits the thing. Yeah, yeah. It was um, it was bad, but it was great at the same time. Like his form was perfect. That that was as perfect a spear, perfect a double leg as you're gonna get. Um, so, um, and I know we do pardon shots and shout outs at the end of the show, but shout outs to that guy, man. That was um, <laughs> solid. Yeah, that was that was solid. Solid that, that technique. Was, yeah. It, you uh, you Dana White, uh, who's in that contender series contract is in the mail. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so. Um, uh, before we get started, as always, uh, let's get out the plugs real quick so you guys can listen to this podcast on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. If you're on iTunes, please rate and subscribe and also leave a review. It would help out a lot. Um, you can also listen to us on Google Play. You can hit us up on Facebook at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page. And you can send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. And if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. Um, you can also, if you go outside and you listen very carefully, you, you can hear us in the wind. <laughs> Whispering for reviews. Exactly. There you go. So, you know, just every now and again when you hear, you know, you're in the parking lot and you thought you heard something, you did. It was your subconscious. There you go. Telling Subliminal. you to do the right thing. Indeed. Subliminal messaging. Guys, remember what we used to tell you, man. If we, if we didn't do this, we'd be selling crack and... I can make to... a, yeah, I can make a lot of money selling crack, man. Yeah, you don't want us to start doing that. It's not. Yeah, you don't want me making money. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be hella reckless with it. <laughs> oh man, yeah, you don't want us out in the streets. So I'm just, yeah, like, I can't wait to the day where like we get like Futurama subliminal like advertising. <laughs> just, just Apple beaming iPhone like 100 into your into your brain while you're in your dreams. <laughs> Oh man, Apple is a is a, is a cult. No, I'm starting to realize, and I don't want to admit it. I think Amazon is a cult too. 
I mean, all these big tech companies are cults. But they're like, they're overdoing it. You hear about, um, I think they had like Amazon Day a couple of days ago, and then I think some workers like went on a strike. Yeah. During Amazon. Good for them. Yeah. Hopefully just, just the people, like, this, this was from a while ago, but like last year, uh, well, yeah, I think it was like October or November, the, uh, the GM people, uh, workers in like South Korea, Literally just broke into the freaking boss's office the day after they like promised to cut. They were either laying people off or cutting salaries, so they just broke into his office and ruined it. Just like trashed the place. It was amazing. Yeah. So shout to them. Yeah, fight the power, man. <laughs> you got you got to stick it to the man every now and again. Uh, I won't speak on my place of employment, but we had a little situation last week. So. I can't throw that out there. I can't have you guys knowing where I work. But, you know, stick it to the man when you can. They deserve it. Um, they have money. They can afford it. They do. They, do. they have more than us. So, But uh, top cities for the week. Uh, coming in at number one, the UK. Uh, we got London at number one. Number two, uh, we have Bria, California. Number three, we have Los Angeles, California. Number four, Alexandria, Virginia, and number five, we have Clifton, New Jersey, and other hey. places. Oh, I just lost the page. Uh, I, I, I hmm, who could that be? You, you account for Clifton? I, I know people in Clifton. And then uh, we got Charlestown, Indiana, and also Danville, California. Oh, and then <laughs> Cricklewood, <laughs> United Kingdom. And Serbaton, United Kingdom, if I'm pronouncing those right. Where did all our international viewers go? I don't know. Um, Egypt. What happened, man? Is this because Ngannou lost? <laughs> I'm scrolling all the way down the list. Um, all right, we had, we had uh, a couple people from India. So, all right. Hyderabad, Hyderabad or Hyderabad, India. We've got Clifton Hill, Australia. Jakarta, Indonesia, uh, Mets, France. Shout out to France in the World Cup finals going on today. Got ten dollars on that game, so Viva La France for my ten dollars. Uh, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and Yasounde, Cameroon. That uh, they're all the way at the bottom of the list, though. I feel like those are people who like accidentally clicked on something they didn't know what they were clicking on. There was just a Francis and Gano tag, and they were just like, oh, "I gotta hear what they gotta say about this." Yeah, then it, went it was good. nothing good. <laughs> and then they proceeded to leave. But, you know, it's all good. So, appreciate you guys uh, for listening. Uh, shout outs to all the listeners. Uh, and the Tumblr faithful. You guys are awesome. You guys always repost stuff. So, definitely appreciate it. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm going to let you handle most of the news because I didn't write down any of the major fights. I have all of the minuscule fights that probably anybody who's not a hardcore fan will not care about it all um so i'll let you take the news and then i'll just jump in at the end with my little minuscule fight that nobody else cares about but me well i mean welcome to the dojo talk podcast <laughs> where we talk about every fight on every <laughs> because who else will give you a faithful retelling of um god Whitmire versus I don't even remember who she fought. <laughs> Moyle. Moyle. <laughs> oh God. Uh, f- okay. First up, fight announcements. 
at UFC Sao Paulo, we have Elizu Zaleski Dos Santos fighting Bilal Muhammad. Um, at UFC Lincoln, we have Mickey Gall fighting George Sullivan. And, of course, uh, friend, of the, uh, friend of the DTP, Jose Shorty Torres, uh, will be facing Alex Perez at UFC 227. Hey. And we finally have a fir- our first semifinal set. Well, is there a first? Do we have one for uh, Fedor versus Su- uh, Sonnen? Is that a semifinal? Yeah. yeah, that's the other one. But this yeah. one's Matt Mitrione versus Ryan Bader, which will be set for a Bellator show on October 12th. Uh, that's a couple weeks after their big debut on Dazen, or Dazon, or yeah, Dazon. I do not remember. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be one of those shows. So, but that's all I announced. All right. So, other yeah. fights that I have. Whether or not people care about them, or fights and just headlines in general, uh, <laughs> Norman Park <laughs> signed an exclusive deal with Bellator. Uh, also have Joanne Calderwood versus Kalindra Faria at UFC Fight Night Omaha. Um, Alan Joban is out of his fight with Danny Roberts due to a neck injury. Um, the last I saw, I don't think he there was a replacement. There might have been, but I'm, I'm not sure. So as of now, he's just out of the fight. So I'm not sure what's going on with that, but. Um, Karate Combat, my favorite thing in the world, is coming back on July hey. 28th. Um, I think they said it's going to be in Athens. Um, <laughs> A- Athens, Georgia? No, I, I'm assuming <laughs> Greece. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to assume I, I, Greece. I, I, want to, I, want, I want them so badly to just say Athens, and it just it's Athens, Georgia. <laughs> I, just, I saw Athens, I was like, I can't be Georgia. But that would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Ah, oh, they should do that. You could have so much fun with that. They they you just go to all the big cities in uh, like the big historical like cities, and then they're just all like American cities, like Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, <laughs> Harris, Texas. <laughs> oh man! Um, I didn't see who was on that card, but the the, the main event, from what I read, uh, some pretty notable people in the karate community. So. Um, That'll be a thing. I'm really looking forward to that. I, I kind of I really like what they're doing over there. It's a different, but it's it's fun. Um, well, so, uh, well, spe- speaking really quick on um, you know, fighting in famous uh, historical cities. Bellator. Oh uh, yeah. So we'll get to we'll we'll talk a little bit about the card later. Uh, the the, the Rome card, their debut in Rome, but um, the athletic commission for Rome, and you know, not Rome. I don't know, Indiana, if that's a thing. Uh, Rome, Italy. Wants to hold a Bellator card in the Coliseum. Like, the actual Coliseum where people were, like, getting eaten alive by lions. And, you know, killing each other for what translates to billions of dollars by today's standards. Also where uh, Maximus killed Commodus. If anybody watched that movie. You know what my fear is? They're gonna get the Coliseum, and they're gonna make it like this epic event, and they're gonna waste it with a headline like Gracie Shamrock Nine. You you know what they'll do? That they're gonna—it's gonna be an Italian event. Like it's gonna—you're gonna have Giorgio Petrosian on the card, 
You're going to have Alessio Sakara on the card. He might, They might have him fight for a title. But from what I understand, Coker said they would do it for charity. And it would be like a 600... Because the Coliseum is not in the best of shape. Uh, it, it would be like a 500 to 600 invite-only type deal. So they so they would probably have to load the card with like um, Italians to get all the like uh, Italian politicians and you know money movers and shakers to come out. So maybe they'll get like one of the Venator guys. We'll, we'll see, but either way, that's that's a pretty different look. That's yeah, a, that's like, a. Again, we'll get to this, this card later, but the card they had last night was in the, what you call it, um, the fascist building, the fascist stadium. I say that because it was designed by a fascist. The Il Central Live, Live, my bad, in Rome. Um, and it, I, I don't know if you saw the setup for it, but it was gorgeous. Yeah, I have to watch it. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see much of, uh, much of that card. I think I, I mean, so it, I guess, yeah, I imagine, like, if you do the Coliseum, like, there's so much with production that, <laughs> just in far, as far as just the look of the show, that you should be able to pull off and have it just look like a, just, it should look and feel like an event, like. Exactly. Yeah, so, that that's a good look, if, if they can pull that off and, yeah, and you know. And, you know, the, the person who would need for it to be okay says he wants it to happen, so. Yeah. That's a good thing. Well, you got Dana White. You're not in any coliseums anywhere. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, we sold out fifty-five thousand people in Australia. Yeah. Step your game up, Dana. It's because nothing happens in Australia. <laughs> uh, news I got. Uh, oh, I didn't read more into the story, but uh, Nick Diaz has two more felony charges uh, pending against him, so that that's the thing. Um, Matt Sales versus Shaman Marias at UFC 227. Um, contracts for Dana White's Contender Series, Bevan Lewis and Jordan Espinoza. Um, and I guess just to give some shine, even though I do not watch Tough whatsoever, uh, the Tough 28 cast for the heavyweights and the women's featherweights has been posted. Uh, women's featherweights, you got Leah Letson, uh, Larissa Pacheo, Marcia Allen, Penny Kianzad, uh, Bea Malecki, oh, I'm about to butcher this name, Julie, ooh, um, <laughs> Julie just Renenko, Katharina Leonard, and Macy Chiasone, uh, so those are the women's featherweights. And for heavyweights, uh, Ben Sassoli, Maurice Green, Michelle Batista, or Michael Batista, I'm not sure how he pronounces it, Juan Francisco Espino Deeps, or Depps, uh, Justin Frazier, Anderson De Silva. Is that kickboxing, Anderson? I believe so, yeah. Ah, all right, that's cool. Uh, Presmosal Mias Misala, and Joss Parisian. Uh, so those will be your tough 28. Uh, cast members and fighters so uh, we'll see how that turns out like I said uh, well, you told me I'm setting the bar too high but I'm gonna stick with it we can get two people <laughs> from the show just two that that can be worth of note I'll, I'll be happy but is that Anderson um, Brother for Silva because I'm not seeing him anywhere else 
Is it? When I saw the name, I was like, I just assumed that was him. I'm, uh, I might be wrong. I don't know. Like, I, I know, I, I heard he was doing MMA. Like, I, I assumed, like, he tried out for the show, because I heard a couple kickboxers tried out for the show. Like, high-level, glory, heavyweight tournament kickboxers. And, you know, they have Maurice Green, who got... Was he the dude who got, like, spinning KO'd in glory? Or was am I thinking of, um, De Romero? I cannot remember, to be honest. Right. I don't know. So, just really quick on the women's side. Katharina Leonard fought for the Invicta Bantamweight title against Sarah Kaufman. Got knocked down in the third round. Macy Chasson is probably... Um, she's actually built like a featherweight. So, you know, that's a that's a good thing. Like, she's built like Julia Budd, basically. Huh. Um, from... Uh, hold up, I got this name right here. Shouts to Nevermind Negative creep on tumblr who told me a little bit about bea malecki who turns out she's like on the um swedish national muay thai team yeah so in sweden has a you know a pretty good place for uh, muay thai like we got the two T- uh tamor brothers who are doing all right in the ufc so far um piani kanza another invicta vet uh marcia allen invicta vet larissa pachenko Fought in the UFC at like 20 years old and lost Sadraj and uh, Jermaine Deronomy. And here's a weird one: Leah Letson got signed to the UFC like early, like early this year. I have no idea why she's on the show. Didn't she have one fight? No. Nah. Didn't. Nah. Not that I know of. Because I knew her name was familiar. She fought in um, Invicta. She knocked out uh, what's her face. Uh... Alexa Connors? Huh. Or, no, she knocked out Elizabeth Phillips, UFC vet. That sucks. They signed you to the UFC and then throw you on tough. Well, speak, speaking of fight announcements, Greg Hardy's back on Dana White's contender series. At least that's the rumor. He's supposed to be fighting in August. Like, I thought he had a deal. I didn't like it. Yeah, but I did too. Yeah, well... I also thought he hurt his knee, but I guess I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But, um, yeah, so that's, I think that's pretty much all i got for fight news. Oh, well, well two, I, I had two more things in. Um, battery charges were dropped against Vulcan Uzdemir. Hey. And the UFC is looking to make uh, Amanda Nunes versus Chris Cyborg, but they can't decide on the date. Cyborg wants to fight at 228. And I saw, um, what's her name? Nina Ansaroff tweeted and later deleted a picture of Amanda Nunes signing a fight contract for uh, UFC 232. Huh. So, yep. Definitely, definitely got to keep an eye on that. Um, <laughs> I, I don't really care to talk about this, but I figured just because I'd bring it up. Um, do, we, do we care about uh, Brendan Schaub versus Dana White? From the from the sense that they're they're both kind of making each other look stupid, yes. Because <laughs> I don't like either one of them. <laughs> I'm so angry at myself that Brendan Shaw made me Google Eskimo Brothers because I honestly <laughs> had no idea. <laughs> I'll put myself out there, man. I had no idea what that meant. 
I've never heard that term in my life. <laughs> he said, we're Eskimo brothers. I'm like, Brenda, I have no idea what you're talking about, bro. And then I looked it up, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, boy. This, this is... <laughs> no, I feel dumb just even... I feel like I got dragged into this. I just should have left it alone. I, just, I, I shouldn't have clicked on it. You really should have. Oh, man. Just but, uh... this on you. <laughs> Oh yeah, Dana White and um, Brendan Schaub or Eskimo brothers. According to Brendan Schaub, yeah. Does that mean Brendan Schaub and Travis Brown have to fight now? I mean, as far as I know, they're both retired. Yeah, whoever really retired though, they can come back. Bre- Brendan Schaub has a nice job. Oh yeah, he he does. He's he's doing pretty pretty well for him. I I don't know how anybody hired him to talk, but he he managed to get that gig. <laughs> Oh man! Like, but yeah, they're lying about everything. Yeah, uh, how did Brother Shop get a job as a boxing commentator? I I I, I don't. Yeah. I. He's one of those people that like, I I can only I yeah I don't even know I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave Brendan Shop alone, and then let him, you know. You you can do your thing, bro. I'm just I'm gonna leave you on. A, I don't, don't want to get involved. But um, yeah. So that that beef is a thing. So if you guys care to dive into that, um, make make of that what you will. Um, yeah, that's pretty pretty much it for any kind of notable news or or, or headlines and all that good stuff. So um, it's a private quiet week, despite the fact we've had three cards. Yeah, I, and I was actually just thinking about that, like. I felt like earlier this month, like, everything was, like, haywire. Not earlier this month, like, like last month, and maybe kind of beginning of this month. Like, things were, like, haywire. Even between, like, fighting and music, like, everything was just, it was, there was so much going on. And now we're in mid-July, and things are somewhat, like, mellowing out a little bit, you know, which could be a good thing. You know, we, I think we've had enough dosage of wildness going on this year. So. It's summertime, man. Yeah. You gotta take a break. Yeah. Well, you know, shenanigans will return pretty soon, but... Um, last week go August, first week of September, I'm expecting some crazy stuff. Yeah. But till then, easy street. Yeah. We'll, we'll enjoy the, the calm before the storm happens. Um, but even so, there were a couple... Well, actually, a lot of fights that went over the course of about the last week or so. Um, one championship had a card, which unfortunately we will not cover because I didn't watch it. I didn't even know what was happening until like the day of. Um, Bellator had two cards. Um, so, I guess we'll, we'll, Bellator 202, I can give a little bit of input from some of the fights I saw. Bellator 203, I can't really comment on because I didn't, I only saw one fight. Um, but I guess we can start with Bellator 202. Uh, which was headlined by Julia Budd and uh, Talita Noguera. Uh, did you get a chance to catch this? No, oh, may have lost my co-host. I was literally watching it as we were going on there. Oh. <laughs> All right. Um. I mean, what do I say for this Budd fight? Um. The first round had me worried thought we were about to be in for a very um not so eventful five rounder 
<laughs> uh, from what I remember, not a ton really went on in that first round. Um, but 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 picked it up uh, in the second and the third. Um, it's actually from what I remember. Now I didn't rewatch any of these fights, so my memory memory could be a bit spotty. But I feel like this was a pretty one-sided fight. Yeah. Like, it, but but you know, like I said, first round she didn't do a ton. Second round she definitely picked it up a bit more. Um, I mean, she was pretty much in control like the entire fight, pretty much. Um, was able able to get off some good strikes, able to you know take it to the ground. I think she ended it with a ground and pound. TKO. Yeah, she she gave she, she gave Nogueira pretty mean. I think it was a right that dropped her and then just ended with ground and pound. Um, yeah, no, Nogueira didn't really have any answers for <laughs> for anything really. Like Bud just kind of. It it was all on Bud to just put on a good performance. Like she pretty much dictated the entire fight. Um, so yeah, pretty good uh, TKO win for her. Um, I'll, I'll give Bellator props at least for this. Like I, I think it's pretty known across the board that featherweight isn't good. You know, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's not the greatest division by a stretch. Um, not the most talent rich. But at least I can see what Bellator like. They're they're trying a, a little bit, you know, you know. They're, they're trying, at, and at, at this point, I, I at least got to give you you props for that. So, um, props to Julia Bud for defending her belt. Um, I don't know if you had any any thoughts on the fight. Um, like this this is the problem with featherweight and it's been a problem with just women in MMA in general where like there's just not enough fighters to bring people along like Nagara this was her uh second fight since 2013 like she hasn't like she didn't fight in 2014 15 16 fought Amanda Bell in um, August of last year I believe and then all of a sudden she's fighting Julia Budd and they don't have that disproportionate amount of fights, but Julia Budd's been in there with, like, you know, Marlos Kunin, uh, Arlene Blancow, Gare, uh, Charmaine, uh, Charmaine uh, Tweet, like, uh, Ronda Rousey and Amanda Nunes. Like, women who either have a lot of experience or are very, very good early. You know what I mean? Yeah. She, she's been doing this for almost 10 years. Like, and, and yeah, uh, Tretta started her career before Bud, but that doesn't really mean anything if you're not fighting anybody. Like she, she's just fighting; she was just fighting random girls in Brazil. Um, like in in, in a re, like in oh, but it's in a real division, but like in a, a a more fully developed division, you know. You have somebody else fight Bud, and then you have Tretta fight like two or three girls to get build up some experience. Yeah, but that's not the case. We need somebody to fight Bud. Let's just throw her at, you know, let's just throw Tretta at her, and, and you know, hope something happens. Um, huh. like I don't even know who the hell they can have fight her next. Like Gabriel Holloway. It was like six and five. Um, you, I don't know. You, you grasping for straws. <laughs> you signed Cam Sorensen, who the UFC basically said they're not going to like. She didn't make it on tough, so I'm assuming the UFC just doesn't want her. 
unless they're going to sign her directly to like the show. Or you you bring in Amber Lybrock, who they actually do have on roster, but only has four pro fights. Yeah. So, like I, I, I like, and they have half the top. They have more than half the top ten at like featherweight on roster. It's just it's not a deep division. Yeah. I, I guess you can bring in Edn Gomes because she didn't make it out of the tough either. Um. I don't think I, uh, maybe you just buy Invictus Featherweight division. I don't know. Yeah, Fe- Featherweight's just going to be really weird for a while because it's just... <laughs> MMA as a whole is just going to have to make a, 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 a push to really just, I, I think, just start recruiting <laughs> just athletes in general to get them, you know, get some women into MMA. Like, there's going to have to be a, a real effort because at, at the rate we're going... You know, this this division is not going to get deep anytime soon. And like, it's not like if you watch like the WNBA or something, which I have uh, this summer. Um, there are women that size who are really athletic. Yeah. Like they they just don't get into the sport for whatever reason. I mean, I could think of a million reasons, but you know yeah, what I mean. I'm gonna say yeah. <laughs> I can think of a million, and being their weight class, I could also think of it it's not a probably not a ton of promise um <laughs> coming coming over but you know at least you know i'll give bellator props man you, they're, I guess they're trying. you're working with what you yeah you're trying you're working with what you got it's it's not gonna be easy it's not gonna be pretty every time out but you know it it, it is what it is it's, it's the best of a situation um, maybe so. you sign to like a you sign like you go and you recruit one of these women from like wrestling or I don't know basketball or something, and that's what I'm saying. Catch, catch some of these women like coming out of college, like some of the ones who maybe don't make the league, or you know, you know, the overseas money isn't right. Yeah, you, you give them fifty, right. you pay them literally a salary, fifty thousand dollars a year, plus your fight check, which could be like four and uh, two and two, four and four, whatever. And you're like, just try this for like two years or or a year. Right. If you don't like it. You know, go back and, you know, try the basketball thing again. All right. Got to do something. Because at this point, it's... I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, you know I hope they signed Gisette Cotton. Because the UFC didn't sign her. And I don't know why. Because she, sound, she, she seems like she'd be perfect for tough. Because if you want drama, like, she is not a shy woman. Point, like, being my point, like, she, she is very confrontational. So, you know, go sign Jazette Cotton and have her fight Julia Bud. There you go. I'm giving you guys free uh free game, Bellator, Mr. Coker and company. Martina Check. <laughs> uh, uh Zara Farron Dos Santos. Um like there there are women out there to sign at Featherweight. I'm just not sure they were signed to Bellator before they signed the UFC. Uh, then again, we also have to see like who stays off the show. Like I'm sure UFC has already pre-picked their favorites. Like, okay, if X girl makes it to this round, we'll bring UFC. Yeah. But because um, at this point they know that everybody needs bodies, so it's, I feel like it's kind of a scramble. Like you kind of just need to take what you can get for now and just try to build on it. Or just throw it on like throw it card after card and like and hope something sticks. Yeah. But.
we'll see. Either way, congrats to Julia Budd uh, retaining the belt. Uh, the co-main event of Bellator 202, Michael Mayday McDonald versus Eduardo Dantes. Um, I was really hyped for this fight. Um, I expected fireworks. Um, kind of fireworks. Not in the way that I hoped <laughs> it was going to turn out. But, um, yeah, Michael Mayday uh, kind of put some pause on uh, Mr. Dantes. And this fight freaked me out. I had them injuries. They really creeped me out. And, like, I knew the... I spoiled this fight for myself. Like, I... What, what was that? I can't remember what I was doing while I was going, but I, I couldn't watch it. But I was I was reading results and spoiling the fight for myself because I didn't care. But I heard about the ankle injury, and I was like, oh, now nah, I kind of don't want to watch it because I don't really want to see an ankle injury. But I had to watch the fight. Um, so McDonald caught... Was it a left? I can't remember. He, he caught... He, he blasted Dantes with a punch. <laughs> to, to make a long story short. Uh, Dantes goes down, and in the process of falling down, his ankle just completely just rolls and twists in a direction that ankles were not meant to twist in, um, and he ended up eating some ground and pound, and that was it. Um, I felt like this fight was, like, sad all around, because Dantes gets, like, a really just nasty, freaky injury, and then, like, they're interviewing, uh, McDonald, uh, in the post-fight. <laughs> and he he doesn't really know if he really wants to do this anymore which is kind of sad considering the performance he just had but like I, I get it though he he just got that hand like repaired and then he breaks it again or he assumes that he broke it again um and he just kind of has the realization in the post fight like you know his body's breaking down you know he, he wants to be home more with his family and his kids and his wife and all that good stuff and, like, literally, they asked him about a title shot, and he was just kind of like, he doesn't know. Because he um, would be next in line. There's no, this yeah. is what happens when you have, like, six people in the division. <laughs> right. And if you knock out Dante, it's like, you, that's like a rite of passage. Like, you have to fight for exactly. a title pretty much after that. So, yeah, it just kind of sucks because he's a really talented dude, and, you know, injuries just have not been kind to him, and... He just—he seems like he's at that crossroad. Um, you know, as a fan, I would—I want to see him again, but I definitely get it. Like you've broken your hand literally like four times or something crazy, um, and you know, health—health health is important. So, but either way, it was a—it was a pretty big win. Uh, Dantes is—you know—anybody who's watched Bellator, that's one of their premier bantamweights, one of their best bantamweights they've ever had, <laughs> like in the history of Bellator. And McDonald just he, he took him out, um, so congrats to him. In all fairness, I think I, th- I think a larger part of that um, that finish was Dantes breaking his leg. Like I don't think he would have got finished if it wasn't for his leg snapping in two. Yeah, he, he might. Yeah, he might have been able to to get back up, but we'll never know. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll never know. But yeah, speed, speedy recovery to Dantes, man. That that was pretty. Pretty nasty. Um, and other mentions on this card. Some of these fights I didn't watch, but I'll mention Chris Honeycutt uh, defeated Leo Letty by unanimous decision. Valentin Maldeski defeated Ernest James via TKO. Um, shout out to the Vita uh, Ortega and Emily Ducati fight. That was pretty fun. Um, Vita won unanimous decision. Um, and shout outs to Steve Cazola who beat the bricks off of Ryan Walker. Just put all kinds of hands and palms on him. 
Um, oh, Fernando was lost. I didn't know that. Uh, Tyler Ingram defeated Fernando Gonzalez via submission, rear naked choke. Um, but yeah, that, that was Bellator. Those were Fernando Gonzalez. That wasn't the Fernando Gonzalez. That was, oh, that was the one that got. Um, that's Trevino. Oh, okay. All right. I was like, <laughs> no, they, they, I'm like they, how they, was he going to prelim? Because he refused to make weight. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's he refused. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that was Bellator 202. Um,. Did you get to watch 203? Not at all. I, I was hoping Bellator would have the fight up by this morning, but they didn't, so. Yeah. Um, I, I can't comment much on Bellator 3 because, yeah, like Dan Taco, I, I didn't get a chance to watch much of it at all. Um, I did hear good things about the Daniel Weichel and uh, Pitbull rematch, so I'm pretty sure that fight was awesome, I would hope. Um, I did, however, get a chance to see Andre Korshkov um, and my Page just froze, so I can't tell you who he fought. But it doesn't matter. No. That. Well, that gentleman. Exactly. um, He got a spinning back kick. To the cage and everything. Yeah. It was kind of crazy because I I almost feel like he saw it coming because it looked like he was trying to, like, jump back. Yeah. It was, like, mid-spin, he realized, like, oh, snap, he's about to catch me. And he tried to, like jump <laughs> he, he tried to like just jump back and get out the way but Korshkov is just so lanky and just long like he I think the jump back might have made it worse because like <laughs> the kick just it still catches him flush pushes him back into the cage and he just kind of crumbles and that was uh pretty much all she wrote and he ate some ground and pound and uh that was it but I'm 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 glad to see Korskov back in the one column. That that dude is he's legit, man. That dude is a a legit a legit welterweight. Um, it looks like this card ended pretty fast because every fight <laughs> except for the main event was a finish. Uh, Lesio Sakara won by TKO over Jamie Sloan. Uh, Allen Adam uh, Ahmed Ofsky uh, KO'd Will Fury. Maxim Radu TKO'd Simon La. Preziosa, probably said that wrong, and Michelle Martignani, <laughs> oh, a six-second head kick KO over Simone Deanna, so it, I want to watch that, because I don't end it in six it, seconds. There's your headliner for um, Bellator Coliseum. There you go. <laughs> so, that was Bellator 203, um, and real quick, I've mentioned, um, Manny Pacquiao won his fight. Neither one of us watched it. Uh, who, who was the guy he fought against? There you go. Uh, he uppercutted Lucas Matisse. That's all I saw. I just saw the highlight. Uh, I think he won by TKO. Can't remember what round. Um, I heard he looked pretty good, but I didn't watch because nobody's watching ESPN+. Plus. I mean, fans of, what is it, like American rugby? Like, I don't even think the rugby they had on there was like Australian, New Zealand rugby. I think it was like American rugby. <laughs> but yeah so that, that was the thing um so yeah that's pretty much all of the other fights that happened outside of the ufc over about you know last week or so um that we will mention so we'll just get right into it ufc boise 
went down last night in Boise, Idaho, headlined by Junior Dos Santos and Blagoy Avanov. Um, so we'll just uh, just run this from the top. Uh, I actually did not rewatch this fight because it was five rounds and I didn't care to rewatch it. <laughs> but um, not not a ton really for me to to write about. I mean, as a JDF fan, I was really happy that he got the win. Um, I was very happy that he didn't put his back against the cage that many times. Uh, I think I caught maybe like twice, but he, he circled back out, which I I was really happy to see. Um, but yeah, like it, it was just kind of JDS, just kind of kind of boxing him up, just you know, kind of just sticking and moving, working the jab. Um, I, I'll give Lagoy props; he has a pretty good chin. He he had a couple of heavy shots that I thought would have, like, wobbled him or at least got him to fall, but he, he took him in stride. He was definitely, you could tell he was getting gassed towards the latter half of the fight, but, dude, he toughed it out. Um, His, his corner, I, I thought, <laughs> gave him some good advice, which he tried to do, but it just, he did it in spurts, but wasn't able to really carry it out over the length of the fight. Like, they, they wanted him to not play so much at distance because JDS was just kind of having his way, you know, because, Told him just kind of make it dirty, get in his face a little bit more, push him against the cage. And he had small moments where he was able to do that. He caught JDS with a couple of a pretty good, decent shots. Um, but they, they were kind of few far in between, just not really enough output. He spent a lot of the fight just kind of playing the outside, and JDS just kind of owned him there. And that's was pretty much the majority of the fight. Um, so, yeah, not, not really a, a ton to write about, but. Like I said, as as a JDS fan, um, I, I was happy that he he did get the win. Um, he's moving around pretty good, um, you know. Like I said, working the jab. Um, I really like his use of kicks now that he he integrates that more into his game because uh, I mean he is a very it's a big it's a big dude. So I'd imagine those kicks do not <laughs> do not feel too great. Um, so I, I like that he was throwing those a bit more than we've seen him throw before. Um, you know, didn't get a finish, but, you know, he, he got a solid win. He's back in the win column. Um, and like I said, he didn't back his fence up against the cage and make me scream. So, you know, as a Sagano fan, you know, I'm 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 happy with what I saw. Not not the most exciting fight, but he, he went out there, he, he got the job yeah. done. Um Like more than tell me like that he's, you know, back or ready to face the top of the division. It's, it's more like, okay, he hasn't lost anything. Because this fight actually reminds me a lot of the Ben Rothwell fight. Where, like, he looked like he was moving and, like, he, he stayed off the fence for most of it. Um, like, he was, excuse me, aggressive, uh, worked the body jab, like, all that good stuff. He, he got caught a couple times when, like, Blagoy finally saved up enough energy to, like, throw punches back. But, uh... For for uh, for the most part, it was all him. It, it, he 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 did what he had to do to go out there and get a win. Um, I do have question marks because like J D S trade uh, his trademark for years was his ability just to knock out anybody and you know possibly be the strongest puncher on the planet. And that that seems like it's gone. For for the most part. Um, uh, like he obviously he still hits hard. He's a two hundred and forty pound man. Like he's not gonna he's not gonna develop feather fists or whatever. But um, 
Yeah, no, like my my big takeaway from this was uh, more, I guess, to do with like even off because I I don't know. Like I'm trying to remember like now. Maybe you could help me. Like, do you remember any type of like? Meta game behind like what he was doing when he was the World Series of, of like fighting champion. Nah, he was, he was just a tough heavyweight. Yeah, but there wasn't like there wasn't like oh okay I'm gonna march it down or I'm gonna yeah. pick my shots from the outside and or I, I I'm gonna go I'm gonna throw a casing punch and you know try to wrap my hand around you and go for the takedown. Like a lot of this just seems like okay I'm gonna just go in here see what he has. And then eventually I'll find a right, like a home for like the right hand or the the hook, and um, like it, it'll be all of a sudden it'll be my fight. But the thing is, even though if it's hard, he's not one like he's. I, I'm struggling to think of like all the times he's knocked somebody out with one punch. Like he knocked, like he beat Derek Mayman and like Sean Jordan, but that's like a Sean Jordan that hadn't fought in like three years or something. Or. It was like a year, but he he hadn't been in the UFC in like two years. He he was half-assing it. Um. So like his strat, like he didn't really have a strategy. He didn't like he wasn't gonna wrestle. He wasn't gonna march JDS down and like try to take away his space, which has been you know time and again the proven method of beating him. It's kind of surprising that. It's it's kind of surprising that um. That that like he was working with AKA for this fight, right? Like yeah. I don't know if he had like he and he had Javier um, was it Mendez in the corner. Like he had Javi there. Like I'm surprised like he wasn't just like you're gonna march down JDS. Then again, I guess like it's unfair to say Bogoy has like a Cain Velasquez level of uh, pace to push. You know, he has yeah. 25 minutes. It seemed pretty clear that he he wasn't he he, he wasn't going to um, keep up with JDS for twenty five minutes. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I was wondering. Like, I don't, I don't even know who who would you match Bogoy up with next. Like, I feel like we didn't. He didn't really show anything much. I'm like, I don't even know what what a ceiling is because I'll. I'll I don't know. Yeah. Don't know. Um. Uh. Tied to Ivasa. Marcin Tybura. Like. Like I guess it depends. Does the UFC see something in um Bagoy, or will they just um will they just use him to get somebody else over? Like. Uh. Like. I think Justin Willis would be an interesting fight for him. And <laughs> Justin Willis is an interesting fight for him. Yeah, well. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know. Yeah. No, no, no. I think that would that that would be a good a, a good um test. Yeah, test indicator as to where he really really kind of stands. Willis is ranked number fifteen. Um, but um. Yeah. So yeah, I, I want to see Blagoy back just to assess more just to be able to see something more because he, he didn't really do a, a ton in this fight um but you know as he did JDS, get tired you know another they, yeah he did <laughs> he, def, he definitely did get tired 
ate a lot of body jabs. He looked pretty deflated uh, by around like that third and fourth round. But, um, you know, solid win for JDS. Uh, he, he wants a rematch with Stipe. I don't know if that's the best option. Um, no, go <laughs> no, fight Derek Lewis. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the best. I mean, I think it'd be Derek Lewis. <laughs> yeah, maybe probably on volume. Yeah. I know. mean, it's, it's either that or he could fight freaking Alexander Volkov. I think Volkov smokes him at this point. And Curtis Blades. Yeah, yeah, I don't think the Curtis. Yeah, I don't think the Curtis Blades would be a good look. But that's probably what's gonna um, happen. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But e- either way, man, I'm I'm glad Sagano just he he sticks around to see another day. He he didn't look you know old and like he just completely fell off the track. So as a fan, I'm happy. So uh, congrats to him. Uh, for anybody that cares, uh, Novak Djokovic looks like he's about to win Wimbledon. Uh, he just needs to win one more set. If anybody cares, <laughs> but. <laughs> Uh, co-main event, Super Sage Northcutt, Zach Otto. I can't um, believe the patron saint of the Dojo Talk podcast we actually went out there and did it. Against, yeah, like, Zach Otto is, like, low-end welterweight, but, like, he's a quality low-end welterweight. Like, if he was just a little bit more athletic, he might be, like, a, a Court McGee type. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he's not. <laughs> but hey, man. Super Sage, man. Went out there. Got it done. Got it. Got it done. Y'all got to give Sage props. Sage has gotten a lot better since, like, those first, you know. that This move, the alpha male, has done him some great. Like, it's it's been really good for him. Like, he seems to um, actually have power in his hands now that he's at welterweight. Because I like the my big my, one of my takeaways from the Gallia fight was like all his power seemed to be like that weird athletic power that like um like Henry Cejudo has, where where like right. all his power comes from the fact that he's super explosive and not like weight transfer, but here it actually looked like you know, well, and, and maybe that was like being taken away from him while he was cutting to one fifty five because apparently he wasn't eating, go figure. <laughs> so yeah, much he looks so much better and quicker at 170. And Zach did not want any qualms on the feet <laughs> with this fight. Well, I'll give him credit though, because it's from jump he caught Sage with a, a pretty nice, uh, I think, right hand that like kind of rocked him, and then he like took him down almost simultaneously. But um, I was impressed with Sage's ability to get himself out of bad spots, mm-hmm. like. He spent a lot of the first round on his back, but he, he didn't panic. He didn't, you know, he didn't look lost. Not, you know, didn't look like he didn't know what he was doing. Like, he, he kept his wits about him. He was able to recover. Um, you know, it, it took him a while, but he did. He got back on the feet, and then as soon as he got back on the feet, he started punishing <laughs> Otto with some jabs. Um, he caught him with some hard shots against the fence. Otto, I think, like, went for, like, one of them panic takedowns. Um... I think that's kind of how, like, the first round ended. And second round, um, I think Zach put him on his back again, didn't he? Yeah. I think he took him down again. Um, like, he, he still has piss poor takedown defense, but, like, he, he's shown an ability to get up off his back. Yeah. He's not just laying yeah. there. Oh, and that, just, like, yeah, that's a him. huge difference that we saw in this fight where, like, Uriah Faber was in the corner being like, 
go for the underhook on the same side of your legs, and he would actually do it. It took him a while yeah. to do it. Like, he wasn't, um, like, a spring. He wasn't, like, Jose Aldo getting up off a takedown attempt. But <clears throat> you saw him actually, like, okay, I can't just hold the man down or, you know, just willy-nilly throw up a triangle attempt. He's like, you know, I'm, I'm a, there's a process to it. He did go for an armbar, though. But, you know, but best performance of his yeah, career man. by far. Yeah, like, fought through some adversity. Um Ended with I can't even remember the finishing sequence, and I watched the fight twice. <laughs> I just know he put hands on him. <laughs> that's, that's all I remember. I know he put hands, but I can't remember like the exact sequence. But point point being, like I was just impressed that he got out, got himself out of bad spots. Um, and when he was on the feet, he was he was pretty aggressive with his attack, and he he went out for the kill, man. And he he took he took Otto out. Um, I think he won by it was ground. Him yeah, by he one. hit him with a left hand. I think it was a hook. Yeah, it was a hook. It knocks um, Otto off balance, and then he takes him down. And then he yeah, he, him. takes him down yeah. to a knee, and then from there he just beats the crap up. Oh, favorite thing about the fight, like so, Otto goes two on one on his uh, his right wrist as he's like on the ground on the knee, and Sage is like bent over pushing his head down. So what Sage does is he takes his leg or his foot, and he just stomps. On on um Otto's arm to to break the grip, and then he proceeds to pound him with that hand. And I'm like, that's the stuff you want to see from like like a young dude. Hey man, super super sage out here, man. Y'all y'all better respect, you know, respect the greatness that is Sage Postcut. He he's out here. He, he's on the rise. He is. He's out here, and he's legit. You know. I don't mean it should just be fan service, but no, he he's legitimately getting better. Right. Like this this is not the same guy we saw versus, you know, Mickey Gall and um, Like to be fair, if Sage Northcutt was like an actual if Sage Northcutt didn't look like a Ken doll, he probably would be getting to the UFC right about now. <laughs> but instead he's six and two in the UFC. Right. Fighting competition is probably better than what he would have been fighting in LFA, to be honest. Yeah, and he's 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 holding his own. Like, I was worried when they first signed him, and, and be it, I get I get why they snatched him up. I, they probably just wanted to get him before anybody. Else Apparently, was Bellator was offering him money, so makes sense. Yeah, so good on good on the UFC. They they snagged him up. He's he's managed to stay afloat, or more more than stay afloat. Um, he, he's doing pretty good for himself out here. So, grass to Sage, man, keep keep improving. Uh, definitely, though, I would say, especially if he's going to stay at 170, um, that takedown defense is definitely going to need it to be worked on because, you know, that's that, that's a factor at 170. You're going to run into a lot of guys who are <laughs> going to be able to grapple you, and you, you definitely need to have, have some kind of counter counter to that. But either way, man, Super Sage Northcutt, he's out here getting it done. Uh, he wins by uh, TKO. Well, I have listed as a KO, but either way, whatever. He, he won by stoppage in the second round. Um, and the next fight. All right, so this is where things get interesting. Um, judges were a theme on this card. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the judges were a theme on, on a couple of these fights. There, there was some questionable... Uh, decisions. I don't know what's going on with Boise. I don't know if the potatoes got poisoned out there, but um, 
Rick Glenn and Dennis Bermudez uh, had a had a, a decent little, little three round scrap. Um, Rick Glenn and all of his awkward glory um, between his mustache and his very awkward hand and head bob. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. He just he has this really he just he just moves really awkwardly. It's it's really strange to watch. Um, but it was it was a pretty decent fight. Um, I will say for Glenn though. I was pretty. His stand up is has never been great. Um, he he was a bit faster than I feel like I've seen him before. Uh, at least for for Rick Glenn standards, he was faster. I think he looked a bit cleaner than I've seen him yeah. before. But once again, once again to Rick Glenn standards, <laughs> like he he landed um that straight left down the pipe. He landed a, a good number of times. That seemed to be working pretty well for him. Um, Bermudez seemed to be working the takedown, um, which he got numerous times. I will say, the second time when I re- did rewatch this this morning, it was closer than what I gave it credit for the first time I saw it. Um, I'm trying to remember who I scored what round. I feel like the first round was pretty close, but I think I gave it to Bermudez. I think I gave the second round to Glenn, and then I gave the third to Bermudez. Um, but, yeah, the, the judges had it 29-28. Uh... Twenty-seven thirty, <laughs> twenty-nine twenty-eight. Um, they they gave it to Glenn. Whoever um, gave Glenn a a, a twenty-seven or was it was it Bermuda's who got the twenty-seven thirty? Yeah, I don't. I'm on Wikipedia, so I don't even know if this is uh, accurate. But yeah, that that score is kind of that's that's um yeah no no <laughs> no that that's just not right at all. Um. I think this is one of those fights where, like, I think for the most part, I, f- I feel like Glenn was getting the better of it on the feet, but, like, Bermudez controlled more of the fight. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's one of those preference fights, depending on what, what you prefer. But, like, the third round, I think, pretty clearly went to Bermudez. Like, he, he landed a, a pretty a good bulk of his takedowns. Um, albeit, I, I guess you could argue he didn't do a ton with all of them, but Glenn wasn't able really to do anything off of his back either. So, you know, that that whole that whole thing. But e- either way, um, I, I didn't agree with the decision, but it is what it is. Rick Glenn got a uh, he won via split decision over Bermudez. Um, I, I will say though, even though, regardless of him, well, if you thought he won or lost or not, I, I thought Rick Glenn, Rick, Rick Glenn so far in the UFC has done better than I thought he would. Like, he's, he's looked better than I thought he would. So, I'll, I'll at least give him props for that. Um, yeah, I don't really have much else to say on that, that fight. Uh, I don't remember this fight, and I watched it like two hours ago. <laughs> like I remember, like thinking Bermudez won the third, but I don't remember the first second to save my life. Yeah, it, it was a lot of <laughs> a lot of Rick Glenn awkwardly striking but landing, and Bermudez going for takedowns and getting them, having good positioning. I uh, mean, he landed some good shots of his own, but yeah, it, it wasn't. It was like a decent fight, but not a ton of substance, to be honest. Um really from either excuse me from either guy not not like a ton to write home about um but 
like I said, either way, Brickland got a, a another win, so he, he's done pretty decent in his UFC career thus far. Um, so shout outs to Rick Glenn. Um, this next fight though, um, Nico Price and Randy Brown. Um, I don't remember. <laughs> there's so many of these fights that were kind of like this. This car was really weird to watch. Like during the fate, the fight pass prelims, I had just got home from work a couple hours before, so I was really fading in and out. I was, I was like, I think I, at one point I just took a nap and missed like an entire fight. Um, and some of these fights, like I watched and rewatched, and they, they, a lot of the fights were just kind of blurs because other than the finish, there wasn't anything crazy to note. Um, but Nico Price and Randy Brown, I, I feel like I remember Nico Price um, going for like a lot of takedowns. Um, at one point, uh, Randy took his back on the ground and then Nico uh, reversed it and he ended up on top. But really all that's of note and that all you need to know about is the finish because the finish to this fight was, was crazy. Um, they were on the ground. I think Nico... Was he rolling for like a knee bar or something? So it may, that's what it looked like. It was like he was trying to like escape via knee bar, but it, I, I I guess like his one leg just he, he just decided you know what I'm gonna just because he basically cups uh, Brown's head with his foot and proceeds to hammer the shit out of it. <laughs> like Nico Bryce is not very technical. Or I should say, like his, his striking game and his like grappling game are trying to catch up with one another, but uh, dude hits like a brick house. Yeah, the the the, the Donkey Kong hammer fists were in full effect. Um, I I don't think I've ever seen a KO like this. Like like you said, he literally like mm. he used his left foot. Keep in mind while he's on the bottom. To basically like hold up Randy Brown's chin in the air to like have a clear shot at just punching it, and then he just unloads just like Donkey Kong <laughs> hammer fist on Randy Brown's chin until he goes to sleep. And like, no question, Randy was out cold from about four, five straight like unanswered hammer fists, and it was one of the wildest KOs I've, I've ever seen. They're definitely one of the wildest KOs I've seen this year. Like, I, I it, it was wild. Like, I, I think he got a post-fight bonus for this, as he should have. Um, cause I, I've, I've just, I've never seen a KO like that. Like, it's one of the most resourceful KOs <laughs> I think I've ever seen in terms of, like, just positioning and literally using your foot to hold somebody's face up so you can just kill them, basically. Um, but, yeah. Shout out to yeah. Nico Price. <laughs> um, I feel like we've mentioned him before. Like he's just one of those welterweights that like might not be a top guy, but he's he's floating in like that middle area. And you know he he's still you know somebody dangerous, somebody you can't just you can't just overlook him because things like this might happen to you. No, Bryce is still developing. Like, he's only been fighting for like since like what 2013, 2014. Like not super long. Oh, 2012. Okay, but he didn't start in earnest until like 2014 because he had one fight, then went away for two years. Like he's only 28 years old. He still has a few years left of getting really good. Stuff like this helps. Dude, he hasn't been to decision yet in the OC. Yeah. I wonder if he ever drilled that in the gym. 
like <laughs> practice holding your face up with my foot while I just hammer away until you just die. <laughs> but um, yeah, shout out to Nico Price, man. One of one of the one one of the more creative KOs I think you'll see this year. Um, this next fight, oh, I was happy. This this next fight put a put a smile on my face. Chad Money Mendez is back, facing Miles Jury. Um, not a ton of substance really happened until the KO. It was like one of them feeling out <laughs> fights where, where not, not really m much of a ton was going on until uh, Chad Money Mendez uh, ducks under, launches a left hand, uh, sends Jury tumbling down, gives him some ground and pound. And that is all she wrote after two minutes and fifty-two seconds. <laughs> um, I know, know we didn't get to see much, but I, I guess I'll just say, just, just kind of like by looking at Mendez, just looking at like body <laughs> language and movement, and obviously the KO. Um, doesn't look like he's really lost much of his step. No, no, he might be um, like a little like I don't know, like slower when it comes to like hand speed. But no, dude, dude still has like a fucking Mack truck. So, you know, I, I think the two, I think maybe two years is excessive, but like I think it was good for him overall because, like, when he got knocked out by McGregor and Edgar within like a six month span, it could, and knowing him, he probably would have got right back in there. Yeah. So yeah, you know, take your two years off, work on your game, go do your celebrity hunting business or whatever. <laughs> uh, you know, get your head right, and then uh, you can come back. And but he's a fresh matchup for the, whoever is the champion, whenever the Ortega Holloway situation gets uh, sorted out. So, yeah, he has that in, in uh, his pocket for him. And I mean, even with his losses, he's—I would still pretty much count him as elite. His only losses are to McGregor, Aldo, and yeah, Mike. he is the Joseph Benavidez, Joseph Benavidez with like featherweight. Yeah, everybody else, he's, he's probably gonna starch. <laughs> um, why does nobody like Miles Jerry? Because <laughs> I think, well, he like he knocked out Gomi, so he has that against him. Then he had that god awful fight against Cowboy, where he literally just like blood scooted the entire time. And then like, uh, God, it, outside of that, he's just kind of boring. Well, not he was boring. Like his run at lightweight was really dull. Besides the um, the Nijum and the Gomi knockouts. I feel like people used to hype him up too. Like he was. Uh, dude, he went fifteen and zero before he lost. Like he he was really on the come up. Did Cerrone inadvertently? I'm gonna say end his career, but like. <laughs> I don't think I think it had less to do with Cerrone more to do the way that uh, Miles fought that fight. Hmm. Ah, I think it's a mix of both. But no, you're right. He he didn't. And even in this fight, he didn't, I mean, really neither one of them did a ton until the KO, but, you know, Miles didn't really make a push to make the fight really go one way or, or another. Right. So, but, yeah, he got, he got, he got knocked out for his trouble. So, <laughs> shout out to Money Mendez. Glad he's back. Just really, really happy to see that guy back, man. I've, I've 
been missing seeing him wreck shop so he's back in the mix now um so that's 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 awesome we we all win for that um so congrats to chad mendez uh next fight rounding out the main card uh kat zingano and marion renault this was weird for me kind of sort of because like I feel like I pretty much root for Cat anytime she fights. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big Sagano fan, but her, I feel like all of her fights as of late they've just been really weird <laughs> to, to, to watch. Um, I think pretty much the story of this fight was I, I don't know I don't remember what the statistics were, but I'm gonna say she landed pretty much every takedown, maybe minus like one or two <laughs> that she went for. Um, Basically. Zingano, yeah, yeah. I will say, Zingano looks really weird on the feet. She has just these really awkward, jerky kind of movements. But she's also really strong. And, because, like, you could tell by, like, the leg kick she was throwing, man. Bruno did not like those leg kicks um, when she did throw them. Um, but, yeah, the, it, it was pretty much all the takedowns. And, I mean, props to Renault though, she... In the moments she was able to keep it on the feet, um, she had good moments where she she would uh, uh, clinch Zingano up against the fence. Um, I think she rocked, she dropped her in the second. Was it the second? I can't remember second or first. Um, she dropped her like wobbled her uh, for a few, but she could never really capitalize or keep full steam ahead because Zingano would just get a takedown, and Renault just didn't really have much of an answer for it. Um, she kept going back to the clinch, but I thought it was weird. Well, not weird, but, like, poorly thought out. Yeah, I don't know. She, I, yeah, I don't know what the the game plan um, really was. Like I said, I mean, she did decent on the feet. Like I said, she, she wobbled her that one time. Um, but, yeah, like I said, she would just kind of, she would work the clinch, but I'm not really sure where she was trying to go I from think there. she was just trying to get on top. Um, yeah. Which makes sense. She, she's like a jiu-jitsu person. Like, she was... Well, what, what would they say? IBJJF uh, Purple Belt Champion? Pur- purple Belt. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess she tried that, but it just... I, I think for what Zingano might lack in, like, finesse, she just seems, like, really strong. Yeah. <laughs> she's kind she's of strong and she's bullish. tough as shit. Like, that, that's that's yeah. how she wins fights. Yeah. And she doesn't she doesn't go away easily. So she kind of bullied her way into takedowns. Like I said, when she threw those leg kicks, man, I don't, Renault did not like those leg kicks. At yeah. All. Uh, I mean, you look at the way Singano's built. Like she's a pretty, it's a pretty solid bantamweight. <laughs> like pretty pretty solid bantamweight. Um, but I, I'm happy to see her again in the win column. Like if you just like followed her career, like in terms of like personal life. She's just been through a lot in, like, these last, I don't even know how long. Her entire UFC career, basically. Yeah, yeah. Has not been the the easiest of roads to travel. Um, so, good on her just getting back in the win column. It's been four years, so God. Really? It's been that long? Who's the last Amanda one? Amanda Nunes. Oh, man. And that, that uh, she, she had a year and a half off before that because of the injury to her leg. From tough. It's crazy. I think people forget she has wins over Amanda and um, 
Misha Tate and Raquel yeah. Pennington. Yeah, she's she's got some bodies. <laughs> I, 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 I like just looking at her recent fights. Like I, I think she, I think it's pretty clear she's getting old though. Like she got outworked by Julia Pena and Caitlin Vieira, and even here, like if this was the 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 Renault of uh, not the, the um, Zagano of like two ink, uh, two knee surgeries ago, she probably would have finished Renault. But like it, like it, and she called out Amanda Nunes in the post fight. I'm like, I don't want to see that fight. Yeah, I don't think. Uh... I don't think that fight might not might not go the same, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm glad just he's in the win column again. Oh, hopefully this just provides some kind of stability, um, confidence boost, you know whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, good good ones in Ghana, man. She did what she had to do to get the win. Like I said, just takedown after takedown after takedown. She just pretty much solidified the win that way. So shout outs to her, uh, but. Shout out to Renault too, man. He's like forty one, still out here throwing down. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> still out here getting busy, <laughs> and like doesn't look, you know, I, she didn't obviously didn't win, but it's not like she's out here looking terrible, and you know, she's not looking like her average forty one year old. Like she looks like she still has plenty left in the tank. Yep. Um. So she's gonna need to have. She's gonna need to because the division has like fifteen fighters in it. <laughs> you know, so shout out to both fighters, but congrats to Sangano, man, for getting the W. Um, so that was the main card uh, going on to the prelims, and this is where uh, memory is going to glitch in and out <laughs> for some of these fights. Uh, but uh, the um, headliner prelim was Alejandro Perez and Eddie Wanlin. Um, another case where judging was a bit questionable. All three had it 29-28. Alejandro, um, I would definitely disagree. <laughs> um, it was basically a, a, a pretty, you know, pr- pretty fun just back and forth stand-up fight. Um, I thought Wanlin won pretty, pretty definitively. Um, I thought he controlled the pace of the fight more. I thought he was landing the cleaner and harder shots. Um, yeah, I, I I didn't think it was a question as to who won this fight. Like, and not to say it was a terrible showing from Perez, but I thought Wanlin just was able to land way more effectively. And like I said, he, he landed more effectively. I thought controlled the pace of the fight more, dictated pretty much what happened. Um, Landed good combinations, or they they both landed some good combinations. They they touched each other up, but I, I thought Juan was on the better end of pretty much all of those exchanges. But like I said, I don't, I don't know what's going on in Boise. Uh, contaminated potatoes or something. I don't, I don't know. Jud- judges gave it to Perez. Um, I, I don't know how 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 do you see this fight going? I had it for Wineland, but like, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I don't. Like, it's just one of those places where I don't have an opinion about it. <laughs> like it was, it was an okay scrap. Like I thought, Wyndham won it. He got the knockdown the first round. As like I, most of the rest of the fight is just me thinking, oh, Perez looks like he's terrified of Wyndham hitting him. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought Wyndham won. But what you gonna do? 
Alejandro Perez finds ways to win slow kickboxing contest. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. He is now 7-1-1 one one in the UFC. Yeah, so. And I mean, it ain't it ain't his job. He ain't, he's not a judge, he's, so. Can't, exactly, can't. he's not the one yeah. counting up the score. Yeah. So, he did, he did what he had to do. So, he, he got the W regardless of how we may feel about it, so. You know, congrats to him. Um, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens next with these two. But moving on, uh, Lord, this next fight. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was looking forward to this one. Um, I actually thought this would be on the main card, to be honest, when I saw this. Uh, but you have Darren Elkins on the main card. What's wrong with you? <laughs> it's, it's not like he's been the co-main event of a freaking card before. A Fox card. <laughs> Uh, I feel bad for Darren. They're, they're going to banish him to fight past prelims for the rest of his career. Whoever his manager is, he's to be fired. Yeah. Who he, accepted he... this fight? <laughs> Who was like, we just beat a former ranked lightweight and like, like two former ranked featherweights. Why are we fighting freaking Alexander Volkanovsky on the prelims of a fight night card? Oh. Yeah. Shout out to Stokes. He he mentioned this in the text that this was not a good um <laughs> this wasn't a good matchup to to take, man. The, the, he yeah. Alexander Volkanovsky, Darren Elkins. Um I mean I, I was looking forward to seeing Vol- Volkanovsky fight again, but yeah, looking at his matchups like, ooh, this 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 is like a trap fight. Is that, is that even like, a trap? It's just it's just blatant. We want you to lose. Right. There's <laughs> a guy who fights exactly <laughs> like you but better. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's basically you reincarnated 2.0. He's younger, stronger, and hits harder. Right. Have fun with that. <laughs> and man, like, I, I and I, I don't, I don't want to undersell Volkanovski's performance. Cause I think a lot of people, and I, I get it, like a lot of people from this fight just took away like how tough Darren Elkins is, which. It's definitely not to be understated, dude. It's just he—he's gonna have brain damage, man. This, this guy, <laughs> this guy just never—he just never stops. Um, but Volkanovski, man, that this dude—he's a workhorse, man. Like he's just absurdly tough. He hits really hard. He—he—he—he he, he, he floored Elkins numerous times in this fight. He was—he was throwing bombs. He was constantly in Elkins' face. It, it was a reverse Darren Elkins fight. Like, Darren Elkins got Darren and Elkins. he had no idea what to do uh, about it. Right. <laughs> there, was, there was no answer. Like you said, stronger, faster, hits harder. Um, He did everything but in the fight, but not for lack of effort. Because, like I said, man, he, he bombed Elkins plenty of times. Elkins and dropped, like, two or was, three times. I think that was yeah. the first round. And, <laughs> and like... To be honest, like after like the second or third one, I was like, man, I'm not even mad if y'all just stop this at this point, cause he's. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. I know we've seen Elkins, man. He's pulled some some wild, some some of the best comebacks we've probably ever seen in this sport. But he was he was getting worked, man. Like Volkanovski was just he was putting it on Elkins. Uh, this fight just. And I, I don't. What I like from Volkanovski though, like he he was landing bombs, but he wasn't getting too reckless. He he was still being being patient. 
Um, with his attack, he was throwing bombs when he needed to, and they were landing. Just Elkins just wasn't going away. Um, the one thing he did that, and I don't know, I'm not a fighter, so I, that, my opinion probably matters nothing. I, I just don't like when you're, you're killing him on the feet. You're, you're, you're dropping the bombs, you're, you're dropping the paws on him, and then you go for a guillotine. <laughs> like, I feel like he just could have just kept following up the hands. He might have just could have got a ground and pound TKO and just got out of there. But, but, but you know, the, his head was right there. You, yeah. you, you got a crank on it. I mean, he, he did. He tried. He tried. Yeah, he tried. It, it was a good try. Yeah. Elkins, Elkins, uh, his damage tattoo started to glow. <laughs> he got some powers. <laughs> he, he, he powered out of the guillotine. Um, I, I, I straight up don't get why people still try to sub Darren Elkins. It's only happened once. It was like the best jujitsu submission dude in the, like the history of the sport, and like Charles Oliveira. Yeah. So, and you you can't measure yourself with Charles Oliveira because you're not there. exactly. <laughs> so, also, his arms are um, long as crap. Yeah, Lokanasi yeah. has small arms because he's like five two. <laughs> He's, he's just built like a tank. Oh man! But um, yeah. <laughs> this this. Darren Elkins, fire your agent and get a better agent, please. Yeah. Like you 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 he, had a six fight winning streak. You you, you finished like you uh how many of his last like three or of his six opponents? Got to be at least three or four. Like you you finished Johnson, you finished Bechtick, that was it. But you beat Chas Kelly and Dennis Bermudez when that meant something. You, you, you earned better. You earned the top ten dude. Yeah. They 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 okie doke you something. This is like this is what happens when you you, you you try the Cerrone method of just I'm going to fight whoever they play in front of me. And I get I get it, but that that's not what you do. See that that method works. When you are a Cerrone and like the company likes you, and if you keep winning, they'll they'll give you the title shot. You'll, you'll exactly. Get it. I mean, Cerrone made it there twice. Elkins, you're not gonna. Yeah, they're not gonna give you that. Uh, that that. Benefit. I want to say on commentary yeah. they mentioned that like, they mentioned Elkins potentially fight for a title. I'm like, do you know who your boss is? Right. <laughs> they... <laughs> That's great. Like even Volkanovski said in the post fight, like this dude should have been ranked higher. Like he shouldn't even have. He shouldn't have accepted this fight. Like, this shouldn't even have happened. Like, he should have been fighting, like, if not for a belt, he should have been fighting, like, a top-five guy. But, you know, this is the landscape of the sport. Why is Bechtick uh, ranked higher than Elkins? <laughs> <laughs> like, I get, I get the idea behind it. Like, Bechtick beat the crap out of Elkins for, like, 99% of the fight. But, come on. Uh, you know. I realized this. I, I, I used to bring up <laughs> every day when we would record, I used to always have the rankings page up. I, I haven't for like the last like 80 episodes. <laughs> I've just stopped doing it. <laughs> I mean, Dana doesn't even think they're good. Like they only had them so they could like, because they thought it would help. Um, so it brings like legitimacy. No, it doesn't. But the, the, it brings the, the illusion the of legitimacy. Yeah. Yeah. We, we all know what the real deal is, but. It's a number that you can throw out so people who are just casuals will have something to hang on to. 
but yeah, if, we, if you're in the know, we all know these numbers. They're, they're literally they're just numbers. They don't they don't hold any weight. I'm anything. I'm going to sign us up for the UFC uh, rankings panel, and we'll use the Dojo Talk podcast Facebook. And we'll see go. if it works. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe we get like media credentials. <laughs> Let's go. Oh man, that would be awesome. Boy, they would hate my pound for pound rankings. See, I'll be honest with you guys. If I did top ten rankings, I'm gonna have biases, but at least you'll know where I stand. My my biases will be very. I mean, consistent. all my all of my fucking top tens would be garbage, on purpose. <laughs> like Cody yeah. Fisher would still be the number one ranked lightweight. <laughs> I don't even think he's in the UFC anymore. <laughs> Oh, and Sage Northcote would be champion, and there's nothing they can do to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm throwing Ben Asker in there. Hey. He's going on well to wait. I'm pissing everybody off. I mean, at this point, we just might as well just go. One, two, We're going to make a shenanigans. Five, six, yeah. seven, go all the way. 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. There are 14 people on the rankings thing. And, like, I only know two of them, Ken Pishna and uh, Andreas Hale. All right, rest of you guys are coming for your job, so, you know, be on, be on the, the lookout. The Gazeta Esportiva, Burbank Leader, MMA Oddsbreaker, Cherokee Scout, KIOZ San Diego, which I'm assuming is, like, a radio station, Kahan Honolulu, another radio station, Vladu Sport, which I'm assuming is a Russian sports website, <laughs> and Bursprak.sc. What the fuck is that? He's, he has... Um, I'm, I'm looking at his now. I mean, they're not... I mean, he has Nate Diaz at number five at lightweight. <laughs> Lord have mercy. What is what is what is going on in this sport? Now breaking news, France is up one oh in the World Cup. Viva La France. Ten dollars is looking real good for me right now. <laughs> but uh yeah, congrats to Volkanovsky man. Re- really great performance. Um but yeah, for Elkins, bro, um I hope they don't stash you away on fight pass prelims for the rest. Of I mean, America. they will. They, they would. They will leave. Yeah. Go, go fight in Russia. <laughs> yeah. get paid. At, at least when you get a setup fight there in Russia, and you're supposed to lose, they give you like half a million dollars. Look at Bigfoot. Right. He right. got beat up by a man <laughs> who is on every steroid known to man. <laughs> so at least be fairly compensated. And loss. they also told him it was a wrestling match. Ah, whack. Croatia scored. Whack. Croatia scored. Ah, trash. Trash. Whack. Trash. Jesus Christ. I'm trying to win $10 here, people. For real. I just need uh, the African national team to win. Right. <laughs> Next fight. Moving on, once again, judging, judging, judging. Syed Nurmagomedov uh, versus Justin Scoggins. My whole thing for this fight was like, 
I just want to see Justin Scoggins not have a mental lapse. And I got that. They still lost. Like, right. <laughs> he still lost. Like, it, it wasn't like the greatest performance in the world, but he was pretty solid on the feet. He didn't put himself in any terrible situations. He didn't have any, you know, mental lapses or a moment where they, like, cost him the fight. I thought he won pretty handily. Nurmagomedov didn't, um, I felt like he didn't really have, like, another gear. Like, he, he, I don't know. He, he, he didn't really, to me, do much of anything crazy impressive. Like, he, he went for takedowns. I don't think he got any of them. He got one. Oh, yeah, all right, he got one for the many that I remember him trying to get, um, I mean, he landed a couple of okay shots on the feet, but nothing too crazy. Like, I I thought this was a clear win for Scoggins. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know what to say. I don't. Like, Scoggins, to me, landed clean, landed the cleaner shots, the more effective shots. Yeah, no, Scoggins should have won. Scoggins, That's... like, speaking of dudes who just underperform, like, Scoggins, dude... dude could have and should have probably been fighting for a title by now, right? Like, yeah. he, he should have beat uh, John Moraga. He should have beat Oka Sasaki. He should have won this fight. But... Uh, he, 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 pro- he just has too much of that, like, Wonder Boy in his game. Like, well, in this fight. In the other fights, has been like, oh, I'm going to be a wrestler. Because that's what wins fights in the UFC. And I have to show everybody that I'm better than them everywhere. Which is really bizarre, but like, yeah, yeah, it's weird. It was. I didn't want him to get the Justin Scoggins treatment, and he got the Justin Scoggins treatment. But this time, it wasn't his fault. Just, I mean, yeah, be more active, man. I don't know. Oh yeah, I, I guess that that'd be the only takeaway. Like, maybe you could have pushed the pace more because clearly. Nurmagomedov didn't, I don't think he had any crazy answers for you on the feet. Um, and he, he couldn't really get much of his takedowns in, so. But yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. Judging. Right. judging. That's, that's, that's it. But either way, man, like like we say, the, the fighters aren't the judges. It's not their job. So, uh, Syed Nurmagomedov, um, who is the cousin of Habib, if we didn't well, Cousin in, like, the uh, loosest sense possible. Like, is in, like, their childhood friends or something. Yeah, like they they said, like they're not. Like I think I want to say they said something along the lines that they're like blood. Like I'm not even sure if they're blood related. They were just like closest kids. Oh, you don't count, man. I get it last night. Like I, I, I legit have no idea. <laughs> oh boy, he's a fraud. I, I, I don't know. It could be one of those lost in translation things. Maybe everybody in Dagestan is just like Nurmagomedov. Yeah. Uh either way, he got the win. It is what it is. Scoggins, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. Better luck next time. I guess. Uh, hopefully there is a next time. <laughs> he's like four and five in the UFC, but he's like on a four, a three fight losing streak. Got submitted two of those times. Like yeah. they don't, Not... they don't particularly care about flyweight. Like I could see them just being like, you know what, this dude sucks. Let's just cut him. He's only twenty six. So he still he'll, he'll still have a life in this sport, but yeah, you know, 
Yeah, moving on. <laughs> moving on. Uh, next fight. This was the uh, uh, what started the Fox pre Fox Sports prelims. Uh, right, right. Uh, I said that all wrong. Raoni Barcelos and Kurt Hollibaugh. Um All right. So this is where my memory is gonna fail me because, like I said, I got off of work um, a couple hours before this card started. So the entire time during the preliminary fight fast prelims, I was fading in and out of a nap. And then eventually I took a full nap. And that full nap, I missed this entire fight in real time. And I went back and watched it this morning, but I don't remember much of it other than uh, lots of hands were being thrown, um, which was expected. Um, and that finishing sequence was very vicious. <laughs> just like five straight power shots from Barcelos. And he just sent uh, Holobot to another planet with an uppercut. Um, it was a very brutal, uh, brutal finish. But I was happy for, for Barcelos because he's an RFA alumni, and I tend to root for those guys. So, um, yeah, yeah. Just I, I just remember hands being thrown, and the ending of this fight was a vicious five power shot combo right. that put Holabaugh out. But, like this was the last fight I watched um, live, I guess. Like, uh, like I like I passed out. I I, I and. Like, you know, fall asleep watching fights. I was just like, you know what, screw it. I watched them in the morning because I'm too tired right now. I was like, it's probably not going to get much better than this. You got heavyweights in the main event. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, uh, Barcelos looked really good. He got a couple of takedowns. Like, he got the one trip takedown where, like, you know, he put his leg, uh, his lead leg behind, um, Paul lead knee and just pushed him down. <laughs> And not, uh, just like a really slick trip takedown. Um, but that finishing sequence, man, that, that was like an encapsulation of the whole fight. It's all about to throw anything back. Um, like hits him with a right, uh, like a right hook, then hits him with a lead left hook, then uppercut, right hand uppercut, uh, over uh, overhand right, and then another uppercut, and then it's all over. It's like re it's reminiscent of the. Um, the Gus Teixeira finish. Mm, yeah, that is, that is a good comparison. Uh, just, just gorgeous knockout for Barcelos. Um, like I, I never, I was never really high on Barcelos like other people were when he was in um RFA. Uh, I, I don't know why. Just something about his game didn't click with me. But like, if nothing else, dude's gonna be a, like a really fun fighter to watch at featherweight. Yeah, he'll give you some some nice. Solid, violent performances. Um, some, some, some nice highlights to put at the start of your FS, your fight night, um, uh, your fight night cards, where the, where, yeah. where you just hear the UFC music. Yeah, just try to get people to tune in. You just show him flatlining somebody. But um, yeah. So, congrats to Barcelos. Very, very just nasty <laughs> finishing sequence. Um, alright, so these next three, I was fading in and out of naps, so all of these three fights on the fight pass prelims are somewhat of a blur to me, um, Liz Carmouche, uh, defeated Jennifer Maya via decision, that was probably the I remember best, it was the best performance of Liz Carmouche, uh, from Liz Carmouche since, um, let me just look at her record real quick, 
Uh, I don't know if you can draw a fight. <laughs> I, I, I know I watched this fight. I remember watching parts of it, and I don't remember anything. She looked quick. She looked strong. She got the takedown. She lit uh, Maya up on the feet a little bit. Though Maya did throw back, but she ended up getting takedown for her trouble. Um, no, just all around solid uh, performance from Ms. Carmouche. You know, hopefully she stays active and, like, we don't go back to her fighting only once a year. Like, the flyweight needs, like, recognizable names challenging for the title. Carmouche is that, even if, you know, she's recognizable because she fought uh, Ronda Rousey, like, five years ago. So. Congrats to her. From what I remember, it seemed like a pretty good performance there. Like I said, I just, I don't really remember. I can't blame you. Like, there was no, like, oh, crap moment of the fight. It it, it was just a a one-sided, solid performance. Congrats to Carmouche. Um, Next fight. Once again, I don't remember much of. Okay, okay. I'll hold this one against you because it brought what was... What would be second well, best performance? The be- second best moment of the card entirely. I remember the moment. I, I just don't remember anything else other okay, than that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, Mark De La Russa and uh, Elias Garcia. Um, so there were. <laughs> I, but I don't remember who was doing what. Like I don't remember which of them got. Okay, tossed. so Mark De La Rosa. Uh, I guess yeah. So um, Elias Garcia, cousin of. Anthony and Sergio Perez uh, decided, you know what, I'm going to jump guard and try to get a triangle while standing. And Mark De La Rosa, in his infinite wisdom, is like, fuck that. <laughs> Goes as deep as he can on the, the, the arm that's already trapped and just, just starts spinning around in a circle like two or three times. Before just bitch tossing Elias Garcia <laughs> like six feet away, and then he would do it again because Garcia got the idea to go for an armbar, and Mark De Lewis was like, "Nope." So that one wasn't as good. France two one. Hey, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, wait, they scored again. <laughs> That's solid. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, the, oh, hold up. It said 2-1 and then I refreshed the page and now it says 1-1. What happened? I'm not watching oh, it. Oh, no, I'm watching it, but I didn't see the second goal. Oh, Lord. All right, I might be No, 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 it I'm says sorry. 2-1, but I didn't see it. Okay. But, um, yeah, those, those throws were, uh, pretty epic. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's good defense, <laughs> I guess. Uh, you, you just throw somebody six feet and tell them to get off of you. And there's nothing they can do. Um, and he won by a uh, rear naked choke. Um, somehow, I don't remember that finish. But I, 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 I guess I watched all the fights on replay today, so I didn't see this. Did Chad Mendes really call out Brock Lesnar? Yes, he did. <laughs> but he, he, he clearly was joking when he said it. I mean, I I pay for he, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was clearly joking when he said it, but... You know what's funny? I think if Mendez could somehow touch his chin, I think he could put him up. I think he could do it. But he probably can't reach that high. Oh, well, I, I, should, I, I see a, a, a fight target announcement that we didn't get to on the oh. news, but it's, should I save it for later? Should we just finish this one off? 
Uh, I will do this last one because it's really a ton. Um, last fight we'll mention, which was the first fight of the prelims, fight past prelims, uh, Jessica Aguilar and Jody Escabel. Um, I, I watched this fight, but like I said, I don't remember a ton. Um, I remember though, like as much as uh, Jag is known for her grappling, like I, I feel like a lot of this fight took place on the yep. feet, um, in which. You know, she looked pretty decent, better than I, I remember her in recent memory. Um, not anything too crazy, just just like a solid performance from Jag, um, in which she didn't have to use her grappling to win. Like, she actually went on her feet, which I, I guess for her would be a good thing. You know, you get to work on your stand-up, show people that your stand-up is, you know, somewhat confident, needs to be respected, so on and so forth. That was, a, that was a And then I remember them mentioning that Jody Escabel owns a yoga studio. <laughs> The theme of the card was, like, former top women getting their first wins in, like, a few years. Between Liz Carmouche and Kat Zagano and now Jessica Aguilar, who also hasn't won a fight previous to this since 2014. Mm. So, good on her. Back in the win column. Um, yeah, other than that, yeah, I don't remember a ton of much of that fight in, uh, in, in detail. Man, Uka Brown. That's too much in there. Yeah, fell in and out of sleep. All right, so what's the what's the what's the fight announcement? Oh, we got? Uh, Nico Montano and Valentina Shevchenko is being targeted for UFC 228, and it looks like one of the people, um, Erihuani isn't saying who, has already signed her bout agreement. I'm going to assume is Valentina Shevchenko. Alrighty, so oh, that will hopefully. Oh, do we talk about? The- Korean Zombie. Oh, no, we didn't. Yeah. yeah. Korea, um, oh, so Korean Zombie versus Frankie Edgar is being targeted for UFC 229 in October. So That should be fun. I'm, I'm all for that fight. Um, going, going back to the Shevchenko uh, Montano, though. Um, I, I know, I think, I'm pretty sure we mentioned this fight like plenty of times, hypothetically, because we knew it was going to be a thing that was going to happen. Um What's the um, percentage we're, chance we're giving um, Montano? Uh, five. <laughs> I've been meaning... I think I did go back and watch some of her fights. Because she was somebody who I didn't like... I didn't remember her performances all that much. Because she came from... She, um, she literally came from like HD MMA or whatever. And all of a sudden like she goes through tough and all of a sudden she's fighting for a title. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I don't watch tough, <laughs> so like I I I, I might have saw like one or two of her fights. Like, I don't know anybody um, who still watches tough besides Joey. Shout out to Joey, like he's he's the one zero. <laughs> and I think I see a, I think I see a couple people on Twitter who watch it, but I feel like they watch it out of like it's not because they want it's obligation. To. They just right. <laughs> they just want to be in the know, so they just kind of punish themselves by watching like the it. Like the people who but, like watch like The Walking Dead. Like now, despite the fact they haven't liked this since like season three or something. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people. <laughs> oh, the next season's gonna be oof. That's 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 another story. But um, yeah, I I know the sport. Anything can happen. Anybody can beat any time at any place at any given moment. I don't know if that's gonna apply to this fight. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. This this might 
This might not be a pretty one, man. <laughs> I'm not saying Montano can't win. We've we've seen crazier. But yeah, if I'm a betting man, yeah, Shevchenko, ten times out of ten. But yeah. um, we'll see though. I mean, Montano might mess around and shock the world. It, we we've seen we've seen these these fights happen. I mean, he's before. done it before. Never against somebody as good as um. Yeah, Shevchenko. Exactly. So, but we'll, we'll, we'll see, though. We'll, we'll see if she pulls out. I'm not going to completely write her off, but at the same time, good good, good luck to you, uh, man. Uh, <laughs> the one thing she has going in her favor is the UFC obviously wants Shevchenko to be champion. Like, it, it, just, quick, it just seems it seems pretty clear that they want Shevchenko to have the belt. So, and... And some extra motivation. No, no, it's just like this. This type of stuff tends to blow up in the UFC's face. Yeah, yeah. So she she could, you know, she she could spoil the whole party. But we'll uh we'll see we'll see we'll see how that goes. But yeah, man, that was UFC Boise. UFC um, with the boys. Yeah, it it was it was an okay card. Um. Kind of one of those cards, like, it, I mean, if, if you missed it. It was better on paper than it was in actuality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and judging didn't help either. Um, but it, it was a decent card, like like I said. Definitely watch the Nico Price KO, because that was just, that was wild to see. Um, if you're a Chad Mendes fan, you know, definitely watch the, the Miles Jury uh, knockout. That, that was fun to watch. Catch the um, Barcelos, um, Hullabaugh fight. Yeah, cause that yeah, cause the finishing sequence. Well, even the whole fight was just really good. Yeah, it it was a fun just back and forth, you know. But yeah, yeah, that that KO should be on like a KO of the list here uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, and Super Sage North Cut, of course, you have to watch. I mean, he is must see TV. He probably drove this car to over a million viewers. Indeed, and then he did, he did the flip at the end. So you gotta, yeah, you gotta support. You gotta support. But you know, solid car, not anything too crazy, but you know. If you didn't watch it, go go back and catch some highlights. You, you might, you know, you'll, you'll find some 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 stuff to to pull from it. But you know, that was UFC Boise. So we did UFC Boise, Bellator 202, and a little bit of mentions of 203. Did we even mention who won 203? Pitbull won. I can't even remember if we did, but yeah, Pitbull won. I think. I think you said he defended, so I think we're good. We covered okay. our bases. But, yeah. So we got all that out the way. Mentioned Pacquiao, all that good stuff. So. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. So we will uh, get into parting shots and shout outs. So I have a shot and a shout out, but it's all one story. I'm going Hollywood this time. I'm actually talking about something that I don't care about, but I care about um, at the same time. And it'll make sense when I finish. Um, so things I don't care about are award shows. Um, I don't watch the Oscars, the Emmys. I used to watch the ESPYs, but I don't even really watch that anymore. Um, music award shows, I definitely don't watch. Um, award shows in general, I just I don't really care for. But um, this this story kind of caught my eye because it was in reference to a show that I really love. Um, so the Emmys, I'm gonna assume, are coming up. I guess maybe sometime soon because they're talking about nominations and all that yep. good stuff uh, for all the TV shows. Uh, so one of the uh, two of the categories. Um, I guess that they give out awards to are uh, Outstanding Stunt Coordination 
and I, I guess like best costumes or something like that. Um, and the show that I'm referencing that got snubbed uh, was one of my favorite shows, Into the Badlands, which stars Daniel Wu, uh, one of the few <laughs> Asian leads in, in any show on television because we, we know how Hollywood treats Asians. They're, they're not really treat them pretty much like they don't exist. But e either who, I, I really love the show. I'm a Daniel Wu fan. Um, so he, he went on a nice little Twitter rant about them getting snubbed. And I, I think one of just the, the good points he made and the reason I'll, I'll give him a shout out. Um, I don't have the exact tweet pulled up. But, you know, we're, we're kind of in this age where people are, you know, pushes are being made for, you know, shows to be more diverse in terms of race and gender and all of that good stuff. And here we have a show that. If you've watched Into the Badlands, you know clearly pushes that. You have Asians on the show, African Americans on the show, white people on the show. Everybody's on here. Everybody gets a, you know, fair fair shot. And you have an, an Asian male uh, lead role. He made a good point. Like this show has been getting underlooked since it's been on, and it pushes for all the things that people claim they want, but it doesn't get any recognition. Um, even worse, they don't get pushed by AMC, which is their own network. And it, it, it's just, it's crazy. Like, I just, I don't get it. But, so, shout out to Daniel Wu, man, for just really putting himself out there. Like, and I thought it was aw awesome that if you read his tweets in regards to them being snubbed uh, for the Emmys, it's not, he doesn't make it an issue about him. Like, anybody, if you've ever worked on a film set, which I have when I was in college, um, that was kind of a scene that I was definitely a, a part of. It's a lot of hard work. There are a lot of people that have to work just to get one episode of a show to go well. Forget a whole season, you know. Just to have one episode of a show work well takes a lot of hard work from a lot of good people. And he just really wants his people to be recognized. So I just wanted to shout him out because I thought that was awesome. And just shots to the Emmys because the the um, category that they definitely got snubbed on, without question, is Outstanding Stunt Coordination. So I'll put myself out there and say I don't really watch a ton of TV, so I could just be talking about the side of my neck, but I feel kind of confident in what I'm saying. So the, the shows that got nominated for uh, Outstanding Stunt Coordination uh, were The Blacklist, Blind Spot, Game of Thrones, uh, Marvel's The Punisher, and Westworld. Um, to be honest, of all of these shows, the only show I have watched is The Punisher, but I feel pretty comfortable saying that Into the Badlands smokes all of these shows in terms of stunt coordination, action sequences, fight scenes. There's not, there's never, I've never seen a show <laughs> on TV that does fighting the way Into the Badlands does. There aren't many I can think of. The only one that even comes close and might be a smidgen better would be Marvel's Daredevil because their fights were really, really, really good, really good. But... Yeah, in terms of stunt coordination, for Into the Badlands to not even have been nominated is is wild. Um, so empty the full clip on the Emmys for y'all just like not even mentioning the show. Empty the clip on AMC for not promoting the show because we just had the mid-season finale. Nobody knows, or at least I don't know, when the second half of the season is going to air. Um, but it's it's a really diverse show, like I said really diverse just in terms of race in terms of gender and it's it's 
the costumes, everything about the show is what people claim they want, but, you know, they need the support, but, so shout out to Daniel Wu, man, for sticking his neck out there for the, for his fellow actors and all the people who work on the show, and shout out to the Emmys for snubbing this show of a category they should clearly be nominated in, um, and most likely should win, and it should probably be a landslide, but, you know, Hollywood gonna Hollywood, I guess, but, you know, so shout out to Daniel Wu, but empty the whole clip on the Emmys. You guys are trash. I mean, all right, uh, I'll follow that up. Uh, shout out to John Legend, because he's one of me away from being an EGOT uh, recipient, meaning Grammy, Oscar, um, Tony, and uh, I forgot Emmy, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's one more. If only that Underground Railroad TV show had taken off. Uh, but what else? Um, I don't know. I don't, I don't really got like a whole lot. Yeah, well, because it came across on Twitter as I was scrolling down, as I do when I want to be mad about stuff. Uh, shouts to Papa. Uh, not sh- not shouts. Shots. Papa John. The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like beyond the fact that he's yes, we're in a call in a conference call beyond that his reasoning was he felt pressured <laughs> and all I can think of all it's just all the other executives just beating the crap out of him. <laughs> Tell him to say the N-word. Yeah. And he's like, no. <laughs> Until he finally gets to the point where he can't say no anymore. Oh, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that, that situation... Ah, uh, the memes, the memes I've seen. Oh man, <laughs> what's what's that guy's name? I, I'm what's just calling name? him Papa John. <laughs> I think that's his name. Well, not J- Papa, but John. John Sullivan. Oh man, yeah, that that is. Oh man, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say my favorite meme. I don't want to be mean. It's not mean. I thought it was funny, but not funny for what he did. But like some of the memes I've seen in reaction to it have. <laughs> Who the fuck is an executive? Uh, so what? I, I wish I, I didn't read the interview, but I, I saw the headline that we talked about. Like he was pressured. I'm like, what? What? What was the content? What was the pressure? Like, you know, like were they were, were were they playing like um. Uh, fuck not Jeopardy. What's the game show where like, where where you guess the like the the, the word on the screen? Oh, that would be Jeopardy. Oh no, not Jeopardy. Um, no, I forgot. I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. They, like they were playing that game show on like on an official conference call. <laughs> and he, he, and he <laughs> just had to say it because that was the answer. <laughs> what they like? Everybody's on the conference call listening to DMX and he won't join in on the sing-along. 
You gotta say it, John. It completes the song. Yeah, it like it's just somebody behind them with like a gun, and it's just like say it. <laughs> oh man! Now, now that you said that, shots to everybody, man. This, this, this calling the police um, on on black people for just doing regular everyday life things. But we got, we got, we got, we got to stop, man. This literally like every day this week. I've seen a but, new like, headline. That's somebody. the thing, though. Like, this isn't like a new thing. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not. But now that you see it more, it makes it that much more just like it's tiring. <laughs> it's, it's 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 very tiring, and I could go on a whole nother side convo about that whole thing. But it's it's really it's really it's. If you see a black person just doing something, and your first instinct is to just call the cops, like you, you got to. You have to self-evaluate. Like, you're right. You need to look really deep <laughs> within yourself, and and realize that, you have some. This, issues. this man trying to read a book in his car is not a threat to you. Yeah. It's not. It's it's not the blueprints to your house. He's trying to figure out the best way to get in and steal your shit. Right. Like it, right. it's a book. The, the little girl selling water. The one guy who was at the pool in his own apartment complex. Dude, the one kid who was selling like bags of chips in front of like a shop right, and some old white woman came up to him, <laughs> and then thank shout shout to the dude who bought all that kid's chips. It was like seventy something dollars in chips and candy and stuff. Oh, yeah. Also, shouts to Asia Wilson yeah. who's just tearing it up in the WNBA. And so, uh, and then some positivity. Yeah, just more little story, man. Um, as you've probably seen this saying, man, nine one one is not customer service. Like you can't, you can't just call nine one one for your petty. I can't even say issues because they're not even issues. You're making them issues, and they're they're not even. Mind your business. That's that's the most. Yeah, yeah, that's case of point. Just mind everybody. Mind your own business. Go home. Yeah. Go home. Yeah, Keep walking. Right. <laughs> just keep walking. Go nobody's home. talking to you. Yeah, nobody's talking to you. Nobody's following you. You're not you'll that fine. important. You'll, you'll... <laughs> Definitely not. Not at all. <laughs> not nobody's thinking about you. You'll, you'll... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, before we leave, what, what's what's the next though? What's the next card uh, coming well, up? Um, there's a UFC in Germany that's headlined by Anthony Smith, which I know just gets everybody's blood pumping. Um, <laughs> in a couple weeks, but as uh, there's no uh, there's no big UFC card next week or Bellator card if I'm remembering right, but there is Invicta. Which one would it be? It would be thirty-one, thirty, or was I don't remember. Too much to remember, man. Uh, I will find it. But there's an Invicta card next week. Uh. Yeah, Invicta 30. There we go. Headlined by Jinyu Frey and uh, Grusander. Uh, what's her last first name? Mina Grusander. For the Atomweight title. Uh, it'll have Felicia Spencer, Heather Joe Clark, Miranda Maverick, um, and a bunch of other women on the card. And is there a boxing... Oh, there's a gory card this week. Uh, they're in New York City. For, uh, on the 20th. So, check them. Who's, uh, who's headlining? Oh, 
Don't put me in the spot, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, Gore 52, I think it is? No, 53. Because 52 was Vegas. Or not Vegas. LA. Alright, now I'm just... I, I don't even know anymore because I don't I can't keep up with Gory because they're on at weird times. Uh yeah. okay. Fifty five. Gory fifty five. It'll be headlined by um Kevin Van Nostrad and um ah, great. Uh Pechpa no wrong Kyatmu Kao. Uh who wait, I'm, I'm let me just look it up real quick. Uh Huh, he was never like a stadium champion. That's weird. Uh, also, Cedric Dombe and uh, Alan Schle- uh, Schleinson will be fighting on the card. So, yeah. If... Any Dombe fight is worth yeah. tuning into. So. Oh, oh also a middleweight um, title fight. Alex Perea versus Yasri Belgauri. That'll be fun. Yeah, I like, I, like, uh, I like Alex. I like him a lot. So that should be fun. Let's see. But... Yeah, like you said, um, not too... Oh, well, we got some boxing. Not to... Un- yeah, well, I was going to say, because uh, UFC on Fox 30 has some pretty... Wait, is that the card that's in two weeks, not the Hamburg card? Yeah, this uh, UFC on okay, Fox 30 is on the 28th. Yeah, this is a good one. So this is uh, Poirier Alvarez 2, uh, Aldo Jeremy Stevens, Yanni Janjacek, Ticia Torres, um, Abia Merce and Alexander Hernandez. Uh, got a Jordan Mean return, uh, Randall Marcos, Nina Anzaroff, uh, John Johnson. Got some good, some good, some solid fights on here, man. Like, like this card is really top heavy. Um, but prelims don't look too bad. Like a couple names: John McDessie, Ross Pearson, uh, Dustin Ortiz is back. Um, Hakeem, <laughs> Hakeem Dawood is back. Um, so yeah, that that should be a really good one. Uh, but what's the what's the box? Uh, the I forgot the uh, the finals for the cruiserweight world series of boxing. World Super Boxing Super Series, whatever, uh, is next week. Um, it's going to be <clears throat> Murat Gassiev and Alex, uh, Alexander Usyk. Um, I have no idea if it's even going to be what, like what it's going to be on, like in terms of like how to watch. Uh, I know that the Zone has rights for them for season two. I don't think they're picking up this one, unfortunately. Well, I, I mean, I wasn't going to pay for it anyway, so whatever. <laughs> but it's going down to Russia. Also, Cecilia Breakhouse. Uh, she's going to be fighting on Saturday. Um, I doubt that one's going to be on TV. But uh, you know, if if you want to tune, uh, if you want to keep tabs on that, it's also going to be happening on the that Saturday on the same card. So, you know, fights will definitely be coming up. So. Uh, you guys will definitely be hearing from us, so we'll try to get all of that covered. And then we got the big next big pay per views. Oh like shit! August. I was wrong. Hamburg is next week. Yeah, it's on really? the twenty second. That's why I didn't see it. We're on Saturday, uh, Sunday. So there are two cards? No, uh, no. There's one on Sunday, and then the one the week after. Oh, okay. All right. All right. So, all right. Yeah. So there won't really be a, a shortage of fights. There'll be be plenty to talk about. Um, dissect and all that good stuff so the violence will continue through july and then we get the big pay-per-view in august um what is what 227 yep, yep. so you know fights uh fights are coming whether you like so it or not are, all right this sport will keep us busy 
and, and hopefully entertained. But, um, yeah, man, that's pretty much it for today's episode. Um, as always, you can catch this podcast on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes. If you want iTunes, please rate, subscribe, and leave a review. You can also listen to us on Google Play. Hit us up on Facebook at the Dojo Talk Podcast Facebook page. Uh, send questions to Dojo Talk Podcast at yahoo.com. If you want to send in a question and get answered on the show, and you can follow me on Twitter at Serial Sensei. But that is all for today. I'm going to go enjoy the World Cup and hopefully go see Ant-Man and Wasp sometime later today, possibly. But um, it's been another episode of the Dojo Talk Podcast. As always, anytime people are being punched and or kicked in the face, we'll be there to talk about it. And hopefully we catch you guys soon. Peace.